one need not be a chamber to be haunted. One need not be a house. The brain has corridors surpassing material place. And Lee Dickinson. This is season three, episode one of the Straight from the Suburbs podcast. Three seasons already. It's been a paranormal ride, and the Crypt Keeper thanks every last listener from all over the globe, from the bottom of my dark heart. Today's episode finds us on the precipice of the spooky season. The Crypt Keeper is talking about back to school. Ah! <laughs> As a cryptic result, the Crypt Keeper's guest is a fantastic teacher from Ottawa's most haunted school, Lisger Collegiate's own, Maureen. Welcome, Maureen, to the crypt. Hi there. Happy to be here. It's so great to have an actual teacher down here. I'm trying to teach people some <laughs> esoteric stories. Now I have the backup. There so you thank, go. Thank you for being here, Maureen. You're welcome. Now, Maureen, how long have you been a teacher? I've been teaching for 23 years, and all of it at Lisger. All of 23 years at Lisger. At Lisger. That was my next question. So, yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. 23 years at Lisger. I've seen it through so many different renovations and uh, stages. So, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Now, in your life, outside of school and, and in school as well, have you ever seen anything weird, paranormal, unexplainable? I myself think that I had a few experiences when my dad passed away. Um, I've always been interested in it, and uh, my sister has had a few situations that have occurred. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I haven't. Okay. Are you talking about like, like visions or, or, or just a feeling? or um, Feelings and like a situation, like for example, when my dad passed away, he ha used to have this thing where we would get a local paper delivered to our house. Okay. And that paper would uh, cost a dollar but as a joke he would always give the carrier who would come to the house a dollar and a penny and yeah. he would say okay here's a dollar for you and a penny for the paper kind of thing. oh okay so all that to say is that was his little thing yeah. that he would do with uh the news carrier and it was interesting that when we went back to the house after he had passed away uh, i started finding uh loonies and a penny showing up in really? random places that I wouldn't have expected to see. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And there was another time as well, not long after my father passed away, I happened to, I was back in Ottawa and uh, I was just home alone yeah. at night. And my dog at the time was pretty easygoing dog. Um, but I was in bed, just lying there trying to get to sleep. And then all of a sudden he stood up, yeah. went to the door and started barking like crazy and there was absolutely nothing outside because i got up to check and i just had that feeling yeah. i don't know how to explain it i know exactly what you're saying and they, they always say that animals and kids pick up on these sorts of things they're right. sensitive to that right i have a similar situ situation when my father passed 
that I was driving driving around the night that he passed in, in, the, in the old station wagon and the just clearing my mind and the lights in the car sort of going on and off on and off on and wow. off wow wow and so I was like that that was him yeah that was him yep and you know him. that you feel yeah, yeah, that, you know right? it you know it you know yep. it Speaking of ghosts and speaking of, of lost souls, are you familiar with the ghosts inhabiting Lisgar? I've heard of a few. I've heard of a few. Um, I don't know that I know them all. And it's interesting that uh, I was coming to do the podcast yeah. um, because uh, school just started for us. Yeah. And I always ask my students, well, what have you heard about Lisgar, in particular grade nine students? Are you teaching grade nines? I, yes, okay. I teach grade nines. And uh, anyways, um, one of my new students said, oh, well, I've heard there's ghosts here. Ladies and gentlemen of the crypt, I hope you have completed your homework. We have a teacher <laughs> present and she is not grading on a curve. Work hard, you might get an A. Slack off, you get an F. Or even worse, a G, where the G stands for ghost. Welcome to the haunting of Lisgar Collegiate. say that Lisgar Collegiate is the most famous and infamous school in Ottawa. It's definitely the oldest, as it was established in its Gothic location way back in 1873. Its fame stems from its academia. It's the most prolific gifted program school in Ottawa, right? Yes. Yeah. But its infamy was paranormally born from its macabre past and the resulting hauntings and ghostly apparitions were within. For those not in the know, Lisgar Collegiate is a huge, large, old Gothic castle. Despite it being a place of higher learning, it strikes an, an eerie pose. In 1935, a student, the head girl to be exact, by the name of Emily, was outside taking a well-deserved break with her friends. It was a classic Ottawa winter day, cold and windy. Ottawa at the time was being ambushed by a thick eastern Ontario freezing rain, which did not make it an ideal day to be outside. But fate is fickle, and death, huh, well, let's just say his black cloak has a fleece lining. As she stood with her friends, the aforementioned eastern wind broke off a large section of ice, which rapidly came down crashing, stabbing, and killing the Lisgar head girl instantly. The grisly scene happened mere feet from her shocked and screaming friends. The esoteric belief is that she haunts the school, keeping a watchful eye out from the fourth floor nearest the roof to make sure that the morbid fate she met is not repeated for any other student. People have looked up at the single window of the fourth floor and seen and observed the face of a young girl staring back. So you are familiar with that window yes. and you are familiar with the, the story yes. of the head girl, Emily, at the time. Yes. And you're, saying, and you're saying that some students, they come in 
already knowing that story and they're they're spreading that story around they're spreading that folklore and they're they're talking about it they are now this happened back in the what did i say the 30s yes in 1935 and it's still going strong in 2002. yeah so that you know that's pretty convincing and that is pretty impressive if you ask me the crypt keeper In the early 1940s, a long-serving custodian, whom the students nicknamed the Asp, was making his rounds. The Lisker students always avoided the Asp as he was quick to discipline, a cranky fellow with an antisocial attitude. He took his job seriously and often made the students clean up after themselves. He kept Lisger spotless and followed orders to a T. He loved Lisger. The ASP was responsible for converting the fourth floor or the fifth floor attic into storage space. One evening, he used a solitary door to step out onto the roof, possibly for a smoke break. It's there that he lost his footing and tumbled off the school in full view of students and staff, 100 feet to his death. The Lisgard death curse claimed another life. The feeling of being watched is one of the most common experiences people have felt regarding the fourth floor, whether it was the feeling that someone was looking down on them from the, on the grounds of Lisgar Collegiate from a window, or it was the feeling of someone else being on the fourth floor when thought alone. Some students and staff reported seeing a wispy figure drifting across the floor. Now, have you ever been on the fourth or fifth floor, depending on how you yes. term it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So What's up there right now? Basically, it's just it's it's the same thing. It's, it's storage, storage. But uh, as you were talking about it, how it used to be a, a shooting range, yeah. um, you can actually see where the bullet holes have gone in. It's still there. It, oh yes, yes, it's very much like that. So even though it's storage, um, it still very much gives off the vibe of what it was like before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, have you ever seen any wispy figures up there or throughout the school? Any of your colleagues possibly have seen anything? I wish, I, I wish, because yeah. I would love and I know the history of it. But I do know that when I first started teaching, there was a, um, we used to have um, uh, somebody that would stay. She was a lab tech and she was hired in the summer and she would take care of all of the equipment, science, floor is really large with a lot of things to to organize right. and so she would stay and she would work up on the floor below the attic okay okay so um so the fourth floor and she would uh she told me that there were a few times um now she would work they would to save money they would turn off most of the lights on that floor okay. so it would only be lit by an exit sign whatnot right. and she would just turn on the lights where she needed it um but anyways there was more than a few times she was working she'd be at one class room at the far end and she could hear movement and scuffling wow. at the far end but she knew for a fact that she was alone there was no custodians in the in the area wow so she said that she definitely felt and heard things nice yeah. mm-hmm. okay so this mm-hmm. is this is coming correct then mm-hmm. Soon after the asp fell to his death, it was reported that janitors who went up to the fourth floor felt the temperature drop as they walked by the old door to the roof. That aforementioned door was the very last door the asp ever walked through. They often felt as if someone was watching them, 
Furthermore, the night shift, while cleaning on the third floor, often hear strange noises coming from the fourth. Why, I heard that many of the custodial staff try to avoid going up to the fourth floor as they attest to a feeling of a presence while up there. There are also witness reports of strange lights moving about the fourth floor windows. Spiritualists believe that strange, glowing, moving lights signify spirit activity. Restless, lost souls still wandering in our realm, unwilling or unable to cross over. Maybe still doing their job. When the school was being renovated in the 1970s, inspectors on the fourth floor found serious evidence of several electrical fires in the walls that had somehow and mysteriously put themselves out. Many believe it was the asp, or at least his spirit, who remained behind to put out those fires in a paranormal attempt, a successful paranormal attempt, to save his school and the multiple lives in Lisger's hallowed halls. There are infinite numbers of universes existing side by side, through which our consciousness constantly pass. In these universes, all possibilities exist. You are alive in some, long dead in others, and never existed in still others. Many of our ghosts could be indeed be visions of people going about their business in a parallel universe or another time, or both. Paul F. Eno. Ottawa is lucky to have two Gothic architecture examples side by side, haunted nonetheless. Lizgar being one and I'm pointing at you for a guess. I don't know if there is which one it is. Is it the armory right beside us? Is it is it right? Is it it's right, right it's, beside? It is beside. It is beside. Oh, City Hall and the exactly. And the, oh, so yeah, you know yeah, it used to be yeah. the college, right? Oh my gosh, dead on. Yeah. Located right next door to Lizgar is the Heritage Building. It's now part of City Hall. In fact, it's where the mayor's office is located. When it was built in 1875, it was a school. It was called Ottawa Normal School. At the time, it was part of Ontario's normal school system of teachers' colleges that was set up by Egerton Ryerson. In 1953, the normal school was renamed Teachers' College. In 1974, it merged into the university system and joined the Faculty of Education at Ottawa U. Eventually, the Gothic Educational Emporium was sold to the feds in 1978. The Regional Municipality of Ottawa-Carleton bought the building in 1986, and it was renamed as the Heritage Building, and has been part of City Hall since the late 90s. When the building was a teacher's college, the front section was where the prospective teachers learned their craft, and the back, down a long hallway, was a model school where the student teachers taught real students in an actual classroom setting. It was an instructor named Eliza Bolton who taught there in the 1880s. She actually was responsible for making a school policy that required a single teacher to have to supervise two classrooms, which she often would, moving back and forth down that long hall between two different classrooms in this life and the next. 
Eliza Bolton died mysteriously at the normal school, and some believe that since she died on the job, she never stopped walking those halls, moving quickly about the building between various rooms, opening and closing doors. In 1998, a security guard working the night shift caught a glimpse of someone standing at the other end of the hallway. The guard was the only person there. At least he was the only person who should be there, living or dead. The mysterious apparition's old-fashioned clothes confused the guard. He closed his eyes and mustered up the courage to approach the specter. He moved slowly as the ghost kept an icy glare stuck on him. It was a long hallway, and each time the guard approached, she entered and exited the classroom close by. The guard called out to her, Who are you? You're not supposed to be here. He stopped and stared as she quickly slid into her room. When he entered, no one was there. He was all alone. He shone his flashlight to the right. Nothing. He shone his flashlight to the left. Nothing. Quickly, he then pointed his flashlight dead ahead where the supposed ghost of Eliza Bolton crookedly stood, raised her hand, pointed at him, and said in a soft yet stern voice, Get back to class. During my research, I discovered a first-hand written account of a ghost sighting at the normal school. It was published in the 1916-1917 yearbook of the Ottawa Normal School. Two students at the time, R. Pearl Chumney and Myrtle H. Adams, those are real 1900 yeah, names, totally. yeah, shared their joint paranormal experience. The following is their story. I had often heard of the ghost that haunts the normal school, but being somewhat a skeptic, doubted its existence. Several students have declared that a shadowy apparition has been seen by some of their number flitting in at the door at the back of the gallery room, gliding down the steps and disappearing in a mysterious manner. Now, the time was when I myself would have laughed at these affirmations, and I would, in my innermost thoughts, have considered the propunder of such as fit to rank with the common multitude and as having no place whatever in the cultured halls of the normal school. But even we who pride ourselves on being proof against all superstition are likely to have our firmest ideas uprooted and thereby to become susceptible to ghostly visions. I was busily engaged one evening after school in the laboratory on the verification of the law of inverse squares. Absorbed in my work, I became utterly oblivious of the passing of time. When I had worked for what seemed to me a very short time, I glanced casually at my watch and was startled to find by the pale glimmer of the candle which I was using that it was already past eight o'clock. A feeling of dread crept over me at the thought of being alone in this great building. Although I tried to assure myself that I was not in the least frightened, my heart beat a little more rapidly as I crept stealthily toward the door of the laboratory. Suddenly, a cold chill spread over me and I began to shiver. This indescribable feeling grew so intense that when I reached the door, my teeth were chattering, my knees were shaking, and my fingers were so numb that I had difficulty in forcing the doorknob to yield to their grasp. 
The story of the ghost of the normal flashed before my mind in its most dreadful aspects. But knowing that fear is an emotion unworthy of any normal student, I attempted to drive it from me and vainly endeavored to recall the three-level theory instead. I finally pulled the door open, and horror of horrors, what a ghastly apparition stood facing me. My hair stood on end, my flesh began to creep, my knees knocked together, and my teeth chattered. I realized now that the legend of the normal ghost was only too true. The awful thing stood in the pale yellow glimmer of the moonlight that struggled in through the partly shaded window of the little laboratory. It glared at me from the depths of its greenish eyes. It clasped in its claw-like fingers a number of books, which I recognized as similar to those used in our classrooms. Who are you? I asked, with all the decision I could muster. I am the ghost of one long gone before, was the reply in sepulchral tones. Once I was a happy normal student like you, but ambition sealed my fate. I hoped to write pretext books on psychology, history of education, geography, science, music, art, hygiene and grammar, and incidentally to discover scientific truths write stories and travel in foreign lands, but alas, my brain refused to sustain pressure. I come nightly to haunt these rooms and continue my scientific researches. Take warning, fair student, ambition's debt is dearly paid. I was glad that I had not attempted to combat my ghostly visitor, for I'm told that physical forces do not avail in the presence of such supernatural beings but that it is more effective to appeal to their intellect. Before the awful thing had ceased, my temperature had dropped considerably from 98 and 3/5 degrees. Such an unnatural condition caused my whole body to tremble. I was about to fall prostrate when lo, the horrible apparition began slowly, slowly to fade away. Under the hypnotic spell of the late specter, my eyes remained glued to the spot where it had stood. But in the pale moonlight, all that I saw was the gruesome skeleton which we use in our hygiene class. Maybe when the normal school bought the skeleton, they unwittingly bought the ghost as well. Unable to leave his bleached exhibited bones behind, the spectral lost soul roams the halls, searching for a way to cross over. Ooh. <laughs> Imagine that. That is freaky. So two schools, multiple ghosts. Mm -hmm. Maureen, do you feel differently now knowing that the very same halls and classrooms you work in may have some extra unseen <laughs> students? <laughs> Absolutely. And it also makes me wonder what I haven't seen. Could right? be anything. Yep, could be anything. Now, you are surrounded by ghosts. Not just you, Maureen, but everyone listening. I believe that we are constantly surrounded by the dead. Maybe not all the dead at all times, but some, sometimes. Ghosts are a metaphor for memory and remembrance, and metaphorically connect our world to the world we cannot know about. That's a quote by Leslie Watt. She's a, another science fiction author. And I thought it rung true for that last example. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasure having you here in the studio today, Maureen. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Please continue to dutifully 
work and mold the minds of Ottawa's finest at Lisgar Collegiate. I will do my best. Just pay no mind to the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have a gift for you. Oh. This is a straight from the suburbs t-shirt for awesome. you, Maureen. You've officially been kept. <laughs> Thank you. And this is for yourself or someone to share with at home. It's a oh. <laughs> limited edition straight from the suburbs uh, beer in conjunction with Zodiac beer out of Toronto. Oh, so there awesome. you go. Well, I know somebody who will I definitely think you might enjoy know someone, this. Yeah. <laughs> Research thanks to uh, Mark Leslie and Glenn Shackleton, The Haunted Walk, my paranormal producer, Wolfman Jackson, and my show sponsor, A-Squared Hairstyles, Andrew and Amy, the best cut in town. Why be A1 when you could be A-Squared? Questions or comments, please send to mofinley24 at gmail.com. I answer all and love hearing from the ghouls in the crypt. Keep them coming. As always, I am the Crypt Keeper signing off. Thanks for listening. Stay suburban. Stay mystified.